Hey guys, welcome back to our Motion Podcast this Friday. It's awesome to have you guys listening online. I know that there's been some of you that have been listening to our podcast consistently over the last few weeks, so welcome back. And if you're new here today, like happy to have you guys and go back and listen through some of our previous podcasts and, and check out the content. And yeah, today we are very excited to have Rachel, who's one of the counselors here at Mountain View Adventist College. Um, and she's going to talk to us a little bit today about um, anxiety, how to work or deal with anxiety. And yeah, I'm Pastor Terrence. Um, so yeah, welcome to our motion podcast today. All right, Rachel. Before we start, you might want to just give us a quick overview on your journey, maybe, and what you do. Yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me here. It's such a pleasure. Uh, so basically, I'm a counsellor here, and what a counsellor does is we have conversations, and we have conversations about the things that are really hard to talk about. So if there's emotions that you don't quite understand or thoughts that you don't quite understand or something really big that's going on in your life, then... What we've learned from research and what we know is that talking helps and relationships helps. So that's what I do. Awesome. And like, do you enjoy it or is it? I love talking to people. Okay. Um, I, I'm not particularly an academic person per se. So working in the school environment is a bit of a challenge sometimes, but I love talking to people and I love talking to the staff and the students here. And I, I'm really blessed to have that as my job. Yeah, and we're blessed to have you here at the school, and uh, I know that the work that the counselling team does is a real blessing to our students and to our staff as well. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining me on uh, today's podcast. Um, we're talking today about dealing with anxiety, and I think it's particularly useful for some of our Year 12 students and other students who are going through exams and, and often feel stress, and yeah, can can it can build up on them. So. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what anxiety is and, you know, like what effect it might have on people. Mm. So anxiety in its rawest form, it's an emotion. And emotions, what they are, are essentially just energy inside of us and the information trying to tell us something. So, for example, if you're really scared because there's a big lion behind you trying to eat you to pieces, it makes sense that you're scared and it makes sense that you need to run away from that. If you're really sad because something really horrible happened or somebody said something horrible, it makes sense that you're sad. So those emotions are trying to tell you something that's going on either in your environment or something that's going on within yourself. That's a really interesting analogy. You know, being chased by a lion, I suppose, yeah, would make anyone feel anxious. But, you know, what are some of the things that some of our students or some of our listeners might um, might cause them to feel anxious yeah, so there's a lot of things, especially for school students that like induce anxiety, I suppose. So maybe a teacher might say something or friends might say something. So some of the stresses that students may have, it could be relationship stresses with friendship groups or romantically, uh, can be some things that are going on at home because we know that teenagers and kids have to deal with a whole bunch of things that go on at home that are often unseen. Um, there could be studies. So if you've got exams or assignments going on in the midst of all these other things. So there's a lot of individual things that compounded can make us really anxious and stressed and can build up. Yeah, especially uh, during this 
whole COVID thing, um, you know, all the changes, I assume that that can be um, a, a source or a cause of anxiety. Um, look, I was just wondering, though, um, you know, what what kind of effect would that anxiety have on you? Like, what could it cause to happen within our our bodies, I suppose? Yeah, so anxiety does one of two things. There's good anxiety and there's bad anxiety. So the good anxiety will motivate us to do something. So we call it kind of a fight or flight response. When uh, inside our brain there's a little trigger called an amygdala. And our amygdala um, triggers a response that tells us to do something or to run away or to do nothing. And so one of the things that can happen is it can motivate us to do something. So, for example, you've got an assignment and there's a deadline and you're a bit anxious about that assignment and the deadline keeps getting closer and closer and closer and the anxiety keeps building until you actually do the assignment. Right. Is that is that kind of why, um, like for me, I know that I used to always leave my assignments and stuff to the last minute. Is that why I tended to kind of do better with last minute stuff? Is that like what that is? So the anxiety built the motivation to actually complete the task. Okay, so anxiety can be positive. Tell me a little bit about what the negative anxiety is. So the negative anxiety, that can be really, really big and it can inhibit us from actually doing anything. So that would be the case of the assignments coming and the deadlines getting closer and closer and closer. But because the anxiety is so big, I just want to hide from the anxiety. So I'm just going to hide in my bed and not do anything. Yeah, I've also experienced that, uh, you know, for me, it's normally um, every Tuesday when I have to produce a chapel video, (laughs) it can be overwhelming and the stress gets to me and then you kind of get kind of paralyzed by it. Hey, Mm, mm, yeah, okay. Be a paralyzing fear. Yeah, Yeah. all right. So if that's the case, um, what a, like, how do we deal with it then? Like, if we're experiencing that paralyzing fear, how do we deal with it? Yes, so one of the main things that um, is helpful in dealing with any emotion, so whether it's anxiety or anger or sadness, is to just be inquisitive about the emotion and try and understand why it's there and what it's trying to tell us. So how do we do that? Okay, so a couple of things that you could do that is imagine that this anxiety, imagine that it's not you, it's a friend's anxiety. Right. And so imagine the kind of questions that you would ask a friend and approach it with a kind of kindness and caring that you would a close friend. So what you're suggesting is that you ask yourself uh, questions about why you're feeling this way? Yeah. So if you were to ask a close friend and they were feeling really anxious, you would be like, hey, what's going on? What's made you so anxious? What, why did these emotions come? Where did they come? Like, are you anxious about home? Are you anxious about an assignment? Yeah, I think because we kind of sometimes just lump it all together, you know, stress, sadness, anxiety. Mm, mm. But they're quite different, aren't they? Yeah, they are quite different. So emotions are energy inside of us. And one of the good questions that you can ask yourself is where do I actually find this in my body? Is it like hot coals on my chest, like anger? Is it like a big weight? Or is it like a big cloud above me? Like what does it actually feel like? Where where do I find it in my body? And then once you've identified that, how does that help? Well, that helps by um, if we're going to – I like using metaphors. So if we're going to use a metaphor of – 
something that's big and it's scary, it's big and it's scary because it's often unknown. Right. So something's big and it's scary because all you can see is its shadow, but you can't actually see the actual character or the actual emotion that you're trying to deal with and you're trying to work through. Right. And so once you try and understand it, then you can understand what it needs. Okay. And what to do with it. So I guess in some ways what you're saying is that by doing that, the problem can become smaller or we actually, is that? The problem can become smaller simply by understanding what the problem is. Right. Because there can be this big feeling of huge overwhelming anxiety, but we don't know where it comes from. We don't know why it's there. We don't know necessarily what to do with that. And so it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so once we try to understand it, there becomes more clarity in what to do with it. So if we're able to sort of think about the problem and to kind of rationalize it, what what do we do then once we kind of understand what it is that's causing our anxiety? Well, if we were to give the anxiety like a character of its own and we were to have it sit in a chair and we could ask it questions. Right, okay. Just just for, you know, argument's sake, just for giggles, let's say that we could ask the anxiety, what brought you here? What are you trying to tell me? What do you need? Okay. Um, I'm trying to put I'm trying to put my head into this sort of from a um from an outside perspective. Let, let, let's look at a specific scenario we can work through. It. Just let's let's for example say that um that I've just experienced some relationship difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm heading into exams and I just don't want to sort of deal with anyone and I've become quite moody and irritable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, maybe I've started to misbehave at school. Um, how would we deal with this from, like, understanding what you're, you're saying about dealing with anxiety? How would we approach this type of problem? Uh, in simple terms, with kindness. Okay. So what you're telling me is there's so much going on from so many different areas. There's relationship difficulties, there's school difficulties and school stresses, and it's become a lot and it's become hard to associate with each of those, interact with those different facets of your life. Mm. So in some senses, there might be like a little bit of grief, a little bit of sadness from the relationship breakdown, and there might also be anxiety from school and exams coming up. So in being inquisitive with the particular emotions, ask yourself, what is it that I need? Right. So with that one, I would often ask the particular individual if they, if they came to me with that issue is, what's something that you can do for you? Okay. What's something that you can do to take care of you? And that might be playing basketball and shooting hoops for half an hour and blowing off some of that energy. Right. It might be, I like to sit at home and eat a tub of ice cream with a chick flick. That's my go-to coping mechanism when (laughs) life gets too hard. Between you and me, that's also one of my favorites to do as well. (laughs) It's a good one. Like ice cream and fried food is my ultimate go-to. Right. Okay. Ah, so that's that's a really cool point that you brought up. So just sitting back and asking yourself, you know, what can I do to help me feel better? Yeah. Overwhelming emotions are often just telling you that you need to take care of you. Right. And yeah. they're saying, hey, I'm important. 
hey, this really happened and it was really big and it was really hard and you need to deal with that yeah. before you can actually move on healthily to the next stage of your life because if you don't deal with it, it's going to stay there. Yeah, and I think that's so true because we we often um, try and just push through it, um, but just like taking a step back and thinking about you know how you're feeling and what you need to kind of get through it. Um, you know, would you re- recommend talking to somebody else about that? Yeah, one of the best ways of healing is through relationships because who we are and how we express ourselves, we do that through our relationships with other people. Right. Uh, one of the big things, though, in talking with other people is make sure that they're a safe person to talk to. So yeah. make sure that when you talk to someone, they're not going to go and tell your entire school okay. or they're not going to go and use it against you or say mean things about you afterwards. So just think in your head before you talk to someone, is this person a safe person to talk to? Yeah. That might be a parent. It might be an auntie or an uncle or a friend at school or a teacher. Yeah, it's good that you say that because sometimes the people that we think we can talk to uh, aren't always going to be the right person to talk to six months down the line or Mm. even a year later um, relationships change so it's always good to talk to somebody that you know um, you know I would recommend for anyone listening to this conversation if you have a chance and if you need to talk to somebody come and talk to one of the um, counseling team Um, you know the chaplains are also here to to listen to you and to you know just provide that emotional support Um, yeah so I really I've really enjoyed hearing some of those ideas um i wanted to come back to this idea about um understanding the difference between uh emotional i guess like anxiety sadness um how would you tell the difference sometimes in terms of what's going through your body stress um are they different and how would you kind of recognize that in your own Um, all of them in their rawest form they're just energy right inside of us and so that's where it comes down to the being inquisitive about it and it might a lot of emotions are mixed emotions and that's okay you can have more than one emotion at the same time and they can both be big emotions um so often we have really sad feelings but for some reason we don't want to feel those sad feelings so we feel angry instead right Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I remember reading somewhere, um, I think it was, um, might have been Darren Morton's book. Um, and one of the things I, I noticed is that, like, some of the previous issues that we've faced will sometimes spring up in different situations and it's mm. not really related. Mm. So, kind of talking through it and trying to understand what it is that you're really feeling mm. um, can help you know whether or not you just sort of. It's just baggage from a previous mm. part of your life. Mm. Mm. So, uh, for example, if you come and you say, oh, I'm really angry, uh, a good question to ask yourself, okay, if that anger, if it could borrow my voice box and it could speak, what would it say? <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Well. But it, it could say, um, the anger could borrow your voice box and said, this happened to me and it made me feel angry. And it's like, oh, okay, so are you angry or are you hurt? Right. And that hurt is presenting itself in anger. Right. So instead of just saying I'm angry and I'm angry and I want to lash out, it's mm. actually saying, well, I'm actually sad or I actually feel hurt. 
or mm. um, they did this and it, I didn't like it. Mm. And so understanding that helps you to mm. kind of move past that. Mm. And often it's, I feel hurt. I don't know how to express that. So I'm angry or I'm sad or I'm moody. And so it's kind of investigating your own emotions with kindness. Wow. And going, what are you telling me? Yeah. What do you need? Okay. And then that's when you can go and, and have the tub of ice cream. and Yeah, some, that's the tub of ice cream. And and, and, yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's also, as you said, it's talking to somebody. And most people in their lives will have two or three people that are either family members or friends that are really close and they've had them for a long time that they can talk to people talk about and if not you can talk to a counselor but talking to someone it's kind of like you're holding a really really big box and it's really heavy and it's full of all these emotions and it's really hard to hold but as we all know when you're carrying big objects it's much easier to do it with two people wow or even more That's it makes so them it makes them lighter yeah it makes it easier to hold okay well i think um I just want to summarize some of the key ideas because we've, we've covered a lot of stuff here and I think it's been really helpful to understand um, our emotions and our and how we feel about things. And so um, you said some things that I want to just make sure that we summarize correctly. Firstly, um, anxiety, stress, anger, they're all just emotions and energy mm-hmm. and being able to understand what it is that you're feeling, being able to talk about it, being able to, I guess, look at it from, you know, like you, you gave a really good example. If my anger had a voice, you know, what would it say to me? So recognizing some of those, um, you know, what's actually causing you to feel that way, those are really good. You know, you also said asking yourself what you need to feel better. Uh, and that might be, you know, I need to do some exercise. I might need to, um, you know, go and have some fun with some friends, maybe go catch a movie. Mm, it maybe. might mean that I actually need to do the assignment so I'm on the other side of it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, actually, that's a good one. I need to write that down because that's <laughs> that's always my problem. And I always it's, – it's amazing you say that because I always feel better once I've done the thing that I need to do. So. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things to deal with anxiety is taking a st- small step of bravery. So instead wow. of just avoiding the anxiety and putting it over there, because often that doesn't work and often it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So what we do is we call them small steps of bravery. So what's one tiny thing that you can do where you're going to feel anxious and you're going to have to get a little bit more comfortable with that anxious and you're going to do something anyway, even though the anxious is there. Yeah, I really like that. So finding a thing that makes you happy, taking a small step of bravery is, you know, I, I'm, that's the one thing I'm taking away from this podcast, this conversation. Um, Rachel, you covered a lot and I really enjoyed the stuff that you shared, I think it's been really insightful for me, understanding anxiety and how to deal with it. If there's anything that you wanted to share as a party thought for our listeners, um, what would it be? Uh, Now's your moment to shine. Now's my moment to shine. Ah, Okay. I think the main thing that I, I want to share is be kind and loving to both yourself and others and treat yourself how you would treat others. We often say treat others how treat others how we would treat ourselves or love others as we love ourselves. But look, the reality is often we treat ourselves a lot worse than we treat others. Yeah, that's true. We treat ourselves with the same kindness that we would show to one of our friends. Um, Look, that's such a powerful thought because you're right. Um, And especially in island cultures, we often taught to just put ourselves down and make others feel better. But, you know, that's so true. You know, treat ourselves and treat others the way that want to be treated. So, Great thoughts, and yeah, thanks for sharing. I hope you guys um, in, 
listener land have enjoyed the content. I hope that uh, you've had some good insight about dealing with anxiety and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Thanks, Rachel, for joining us. And yeah, thanks for all the wise words of wisdom. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.